0: Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date. Ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly sponsored by the legends at Hunter Valley Promotions on the web at hunterpromo.com.au. They design, manufacture, and ship every type of sport uniform you can think of and then some. Shirts, singlets, shorts for your on-field team or for your business. They pride themselves on the best quality, service and price Australia-wide. I'm not going to BS you. I'll tell you exactly how it is. They are the best. They offer speedy, free designs, no hidden extras and delivered right to your front door. Contact my man, Carpi at hunterpromo.com.au. Tell him we sent you for an unfiltered deal. That's hunterpromo.com.au. Welcome back to the Legends series, the Clinton Shafoski interview, part two. Enjoy. You're a very easy going fella, you always have been. You not only fit in, but you excelled and improved at each club you went to you look at the history as our gauge, that doesn't happen often in rugby league. Why were you able to improve constantly and consistently? Uh, yeah, I think as I got older and more
1: mature. Um, when I was younger, I'll be honest, I liked a good time, didn't like mm. missing out on anything. Um, so probably didn't help myself there a little bit. As I got older, and I think I was about 24 when we had Kobe, 25. So that sort of slowed me down. Yeah, uh, kids don't slow you down. Nothing will. Nothing will. That's right. Uh, and it give me purpose. You know, yeah. my wife' name is a champion. Yes. Um, so definitely, the timing sort of getting a little bit older, wiser. Yep. Kids having a purpose, being in Canberra, we're out of position. Um, yeah. And confidence as well. That give me confidence to. I sort of used to doubt myself a little bit when I first come into grade and okay. cause I was younger. So I've gotten more. Confident. That's not unusual for yeah. a country kid. It's not unusual, yeah. I was always a little bit shy and yeah. f- feared failure and that type of stuff. But yeah. as, I, as I got better and, and more confident and started to play some really consistent footy, um, I got a real handle on that and yeah. I sort of embraced it. And then I think that's obviously when my game started to
0: improve and go to an, uh, another level, which was good. Around this time, you got your first taste of State of Origin. From memory... <sighs> Game one on the wing, 02. 02, yes. What was that like? Yes, yeah, I thought it was
1: great. I thought, hell, my, I nearly made it the year before. Wayne Bennett had called me. I think he's thought about picking me in game three. Uh, I think that's when they brought back Elf. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I nearly played that day. They flew me up. I was there. I was involved. I missed out, obviously, but I was there. I was 18th man, I think they called it yep. right, back then. So he said, You'll be back in round one, Elf. Oh, Game one, he picked me. I thought, this is great. So I went in the team and well, it was Joey carved us up. I think he scored three tries, Andrew Johns. Yeah. Um, it was, he just played one of those games. I think it ended up 36-6 or something. I remember after the game, because Darren Smith was my centre partner. Yep. on the right edge. And Smithy was about 35 then. he's getting old champion fella. Yeah. After the game, we are sitting down next to each other. we have been pumped. I'm thinking, oh, didn't go too bad. I didn't make any errors. I did my job. And I said, Smithy – we went, all right, we did okay. He said, I'm going to give you a tip here, young fella. <laughs> <laughs> See, the gear, the gear man was Springer. He used to yeah. be, the, spring, used to be the, the gear man for the Broncos and Origin for
0: years and years. Great Tony. He said,
1: Springer's over there. He's got a, a second bag and it's full of jerseys. It's your second jersey. Second jersey? He said, oh, just in case he gets ripped, you get a second jersey. He said, you go over there and tell him you want your second jersey. I said, why? He said, mate, because I can give you the tip. We're not going to be here game two. I said, What? He said, the first person they've dropped, the oldest bloke in the team and the rookie winger. <laughs> I said, you serious? He said, I'm serious. So I raced over to Springer and said, can I have my second jersey? <laughs> and he handed it to me. So I took it. I give it to my dad for his 50th, actually. Oh, lovely. So it, so it came in handy. And then game two comes around, they select a side, and I, yep. I missed out. So Wayne actually called me, and, and um, which was good. He said, oh, we're going to leave you out, mate. You know, so that's fair enough. He said, oh. he said, you're disappointed. I said, oh, I'm disappointed. He said, oh. he said, my dad will be more disappointed than I am. He said, oh, you tell your dad you'll play a lot more origins as long as I'm around and I'm going to be coach. He never picked me again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got another one in 2006 and Mel was the coach. But, so, yeah. Well, speaking of Mel, Mel was your coach for your first season at Canberra, Matty Elliott, the remaining five. Very different blokes, very different coaches. What do you recall of the two of them?
1: Yeah, Matty was great. Mel was awesome. Like I said, he's a good man. We're still mates now. Real presence and an aura about him. But he was under a fair bit of pressure sort of halfway through that season. He was always going to go. Yeah. Um, Matty was coming in. He'd come back from Bradford. Had so much success over there. That's right. They yeah. won three or four comps. He's only a young coach. Had a wife and he's I think he had four daughters. Yes. They come back. And absolute champion. A little yeah. bit like Smithy, very technical, oh, very yeah. smart. Uh, he's a bit out there. Matty, Quirky, yes. Quirky, yeah. Absolute champion, though. Yeah. Love him. And I played my best footy, under yep. Matt Elliott. I agree. And he put his arm around me, knew how to get the best out mm. of me. I really, I really, really enjoyed being coached by Matty. So um, and you always sort of remember where you played your best footy, and that yeah. was those five years I had there yeah,
0: with, with Matt Elliott and, and Mel Meninga were the Meninga was the best footy I played. In 06, you'd play your second Origin game, and that's the game that will long be remembered as the one that kick-started Queensland's legacy. What do you recall of that game and that moment? I was
1: absolutely amazing. Like I said, I was lucky enough to play two Origins. First experience, worst ever. Got dropped after one game. Um, Then got called into that game, Game 3, 2006. I remember thinking... I'd already announced that I was going to go and play rugby for the yes. Reds. Um, so you thought they'd put a I thought there's red no hand. way they're going to pick me, but yeah. it's it just each week another fullback would get hurt. I think Billy was the usual fullback and he was injured. Then Greg Inglis got injured. Um, I mean, they just kept dropping for like Matty like Bowen. Bowen got injured, yep. yeah, yeah, and there was myself and Reese Wesser left, yeah, and then but. That that team they picked, it was just a team of third stringers, like Adam Mogg. Yeah. Even Tatey was young and Nate Miles and and Josh Hennay. I think Trav might have even been in there as well, Trav Norton, Yeah. Uh, Reese Wesser who hadn't played a lot of origin as well. So it was just a team full of battlers and Mel was the coach. And I I was told they didn't want to select me and then Mel sort of said, No, Chocks in, we're gonna we're going with Clinton Shafoski. So he sort of saved me, Mel. It was good. So um mm. and he put me at fullback as well and, yeah. and, and put Reese on, on, on the wing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what what a night. I remember before the game, um, and Darrell is a very quiet, doesn't say a lot yeah. t- type of bloke, sort of sticks to himself and the whole sort of camp he did, but best trainer there, best player there. Um he called everyone together the night before the game and up into his hotel room. He had the penthouse because he's yeah. the captain. So it was he could sort of fit 17 burly footballers <laughs> in there. And we're all in, and he gives a speech. It went for about two minutes. Like I said, it doesn't say a lot, but it was so powerful. He just said, I'm pretty much doing my best to explain it. He said, pretty much said, I'm going to go out there and be the best player on that field tomorrow night, and, and, and I can promise every one of you 16 blokes that my challenge is to you to go out and be the best player you can be. So a little, few little bits and pieces to it. I was looking around the room and Petro Sivaneseva's like tears coming out of his face and Steve Price and Tony Carroll's ready to play the game, bouncing off the roof, ready to smash people, jump out the window. I'm just going, holy fuck. Yes. (laughs) We're on here. This is proper. I walked outside. I was walking down the hallway and I rang my dad. I said, "Geez, we're going to win tomorrow. He said, you're dreaming. You place a no chance. And I said, mate, go put some money on. Yeah. He said, just pay like th- four or five bucks. I said, get on. Yeah. And, mate, the rest is history. It was just – I think we were down 14-4 with 10 to go. Yep. And then we sort of went to the right edge. And Tatey just burned them down the sideline. Um, and then, and then it was Hodge. Brett Hodgson threw that pass and Lockie. The guy who said he was going to be the best player on the field, and he was—he was outstanding. Yeah, he, he, led, was. he led us great, and he was under pressure going into that series as well. They'd lost two, yep. I think, the two previous seasons, and um, himself and Petro and and Pricey were, were under all sorts of pressure. Mm. Everyone was calling for him to be dropped and changing of the guard. So, and those three were probably our best players. And Jonathan Thurston, who was a young guy, just come in, yeah. So. And um, I remember telling my son because he was only young when we got back from overseas. He was about eleven or twelve. I was telling him about footy and Origin. I said, "Man, I kicked the winning goal in that game." And we they went on to win eight straight series off the back of it. I kicked the goal from the sideline. The crowd went wild, and we got back from the UK, and I had this, unpacking all our stuff, and it was a box of my old games. It was VHS because that's yeah. how long ago it was. Set up the, set up the cassette recorder, his players watching it, and. The, and an hour later, he yelled out to me and my wife. "Mum, Dad, come up here," he said. "Dad, Dad, you lied to me. You said you kicked it from the sideline. It was right in front, out yeah. <laughs> of the
0: black dot." And he was all right. He got a bit of a chuckle out of it. Hey, legends! I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week, and we can cater to businesses both big and small will work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Love it. Yeah. Mate, speaking of your goal kicking, what was the key to the success there? There were, there were times and seasons... Where you were mathematically superior to Hazem El Masri and Andrew Johns, who are widely regarded as two of the very finest. So you were doing something right. What was your key? Yeah, I put it back to um, my days playing soccer. So I probably
1: didn't have the greatest technique when you talk techniques, which is a bit boring, but goal kickers do. Mm. So I had a really sweeping kick. Well, I didn't have a long kick, but it was really accurate. Yep, and I had a lot of a fair bit of. Obsessive, compulsive, and just loved to practice. Yeah, even growing up as a kid when I played soccer, I like I said, I lived across the road from the primary school. My dad made the ovals and put up the footy posts, and I used to go over there and kick from daylight till dark. Just kick, kick, yeah. Yeah. There's a guy, one of my mates who I grew up with, his older brother. His name was Craig Barron. Him and his mate used to kick over at the school. So whenever he was a bit, he was about three or four or five years older than me, and. Whenever I see them over there kicking, I just grab my ball and I race over and I yep. kick. And he was actually a decent goal kicker, just a kid that was kicking over the local field. And he sort of taught me as well. so I used to practice wow. with him. So I remember a few years ago, I was back in Moorabah having a beer and I told him that story and he's champion. And he thought it was Christmas. He goes, oh, I tell everyone that, that I used to teach you how to kick. Nice. So for you to tell me that's even
0: better. Yeah, so brilliant. It was
1: pretty cool. But yeah, just back to those days as a kid, just loved to kick a footy. And even young kids now that I'm involved with that we manage and do a little bit of kicking with them sometimes. Yeah. You know, technique's important, but you've just got to be super consistent with yeah. your practice. It's just putting in the hard work and, and the hours with your practice. You know, So when the pressure's on, you, yep. you've done the work
0: and you know that's where you get your confidence to kick the goals. You mentioned earlier um, that midway through 06, you announced that you were going to the dark side, rugby union. <laughs> Right move or wrong move in hindsight? Uh,
1: definitely the right move. I, I, was, I was, like I said, I did my apprenticeship. So I'd gone back to university, was doing a business degree. And I, my plan, because I was getting older then, I was 28, 29, mm. starting to think life after footy. And I thought, you know, I'd like to get into club administration and yep. maybe one day be a CEO and had no thoughts of rugby. And, and Steve Gillis Chimes, who's my agent. He was managing my entire career, sort okay. of eighteen through to thirty-five. He actually approached me then when I was at the Raiders, and we were just, just the rugby stuff hadn't come up, and he approached me about when I'd retire from playing, would I be interested in getting to getting into management? Said I think you're a decent agent, you know. Um, I've always worked by myself. I want to grow a little bit. And, yep. And then the rugby thing come up, and because Eddie Jones was the coach of the Brumbies, yes, and I was obviously at the Raiders, so we used to do a few crossover sessions. And Eddie's a champion, loves his league. I think yeah. he'd, he'd love to be a rugby league coach, actually. Uh, so we're still good mates now. I sort of talk to him regularly about footy and life. and yeah. Um, so then he approached Chimes and myself about me going to the Reds. Would I switch codes? Because he was looking for a couple of senior players to come in because they're a really young squad. Yeah. And that's what I got thinking. I, I sort of sat down with my wife and and so Chimes was keen for me to do this. And I had started to think about... An you know, agent it wouldn't be bad. You know, I had a really good relationship with him. He's awesome. Yep. You know, he's one of the most influential people in my career. And I used to sit in the training rooms and other players would whinge and complain about their agents. And yep. I just didn't have that relationship with Steve. He was always good to me. I was always a good deals. I trusted him. Yep. I respected him. I liked him. Which That's I, rare, mate, even to today. Yeah, and yeah. something I'm really proud of and I think it's really cool, actually. He managed me my entire career and now we've been business partners for 10 years. And like Amazing. Like I said, I trust him second to my dad. Yep. You know, I think that's that's the number one thing you mm. look for an agent: someone you trust, someone who could do the job, and, and obviously someone you, you like as yeah, well. that's and right. And he's a real likable person. Is. Uh, does his best work when the pressure's on as well. Yeah, you know when you're in the trenches, you want him beside you. That's that's when he's great. So, so that's, I sort of sat down with my wife and I thought oh, this might be pretty cool. You know, mm. I wouldn't just be stuck at one club. You know, I'd be across all the clubs dealing with players. I didn't want to coach. And as an agent, you don't coach, but you can sort of help out players. Yeah. And you've been through the experiences they go through. And like I said, I, I go have a kick with the young lads that I manage yeah. here in the Gold Coast, and that's cool. You get a good opportunity to build a relationship with them I you should mm. do it. Um, and I thought, that'd be awesome. You know, I wouldn't just be stuck in one club. Yeah, that's... And then the rugby thing, and it was going on, and Eddie was talking, and I sat down with Chimes. I said, you know, I think in any business or – if you're doing something, you've got to have a point of difference. And I thought, this could be my point of difference. Yep. If I do the rugby thing, play for a couple of years here, get overseas, I was thinking Japan Mm. or even Europe and make that work, knowing that I'm getting into the agency stuff, start to build some contacts and networks. Building contacts, yeah. Then I wouldn't just be a league agent because when Steve did my deal to go over to Ulster, Northern Ireland eventually, he didn't have the contacts or the network, so he had to use another agent. Um, So... I didn't really know the guy, but of—that's. I thought, this would be cool. I could be our rugby yeah. man as well as our league man. So, And that's eventually how it worked out. I didn't get to Japan, but like I said, I ended up playing for Ulster, big European club yeah, in huge. Belfast, Northern Ireland. Had three seasons there. Yeah. Worked really hard. Built some great contacts and networks in Europe, which are still helpful today. Wow. Ten years into the job. And then Eddie had... And He had one year at the Reds, and then he got sacked. Yes. Um, I felt a bit sorry for Eddie as well. We didn't have the greatest side, and a couple of our key senior players got injured. Uh, but he ended up going to Suntory, so he was great in terms of that as well. He opened up a lot of doors for me in terms wow. of contacts and networks to get into Japan. So, so it was a bit of a business, it was very much a business decision as well. One that's paid off yeah, too. Yeah, and it's worked out really well.
0: This episode is proudly sponsored by the Legends at Hunter Valley Promotions on the web at hunterpromo.com.au. They design, manufacture and ship every type of sport uniform you can think of and then some. Shirts, singlets, shorts for your on-field team or for your business. They pride themselves on the best quality, service and price Australia-wide. I'm not going to BS you. I'll tell you exactly how it is. They are the best. They offer speedy, free designs, no hidden extras and delivered right to your front door. Contact my man, Carpi at hunterpromo.com.au. Tell him we sent you for an unfiltered deal. That's hunterpromo.com.au. Choc, before you left you moved into the top 10 all-time point scorers in the game that dates back to 1908. Did or does that mean something special? Yeah, you, when you're playing, you, you,
1: everyone says that you don't think about stats and Bullshit. stuff. Bullshit, yeah. I, I get that when you're playing, you don't look at it as much. I was a bit of a stats man though, I didn't like mm. my stats. But once you once you retire and and people mention that, that's, that's super cool. Oh, I think it's awesome. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. We used to go and pitch to kids, and when I first started in this job, I go with Steve when you talk, and he say, "Oh, you go Google, Clinton. He was, yeah. the te- he was in the top. He's in the top ten point scorer. Yeah, so, I love yeah, it. It gives you a bit of a warm feeling inside. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's that's yeah, something I'm, yeah, pretty proud of actually. Otherwise, the sixteen year olds look at you and me now. They don't know who's <laughs> <They're> the old <laughs> fart. When <laughs> I started doing this job ten years ago, some of the younger ones sort of knew. Yeah. Um, and all their mums and dads did. Yeah. But even now, 10 years on, some of the mums and dads really oh, don't. No. They, they do, but it's not, not far off. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Mate, you'd return to league to finish up. You had a season and a half at Crusaders. Again, it was in Wales. The club, from my seat, couldn't put one foot in front of the other without half tripping. Financial issues, significant visa issues, league imposed penalties. They were probably. Never in a genuine position to get a real chance. Was it tough in 10 and 11 over there, the final two years? Yeah, 10 was fun because the rugby
1: season is winter in the UK. So my season had finished at all yep. Star, sort of April and I was going to retire then. And then Brian Noble got onto me through Matt Elliott and said, well, Mate, yeah. and they were about round 10, so they were into yeah. the competition. He said, come play. I said, no, I mean, we're here. We must have gone. I was desperate. I love my time at rugby, but I. Much prefer to play league. Yep. Love the experience of rugby. Traveled the world, took my wife and kids and different cultures, all that sort of stuff. But I was desperate to have a game of rugby league again. So we ended that. We had a really good year. Brian Noble was the coach. We ended up making the eight that year. And we got we should have beat Huddersfield in the first semi-final. We got beat right on the bell. I thought this is fun. I enjoyed that. It was ebosies there as there. there, Like um was there? Lincoln Withers, Ryan O'Hara, Adam Peak. So we had a really good crew. So I was a little was like, some funny fellas there. Oh too. Great, great
0: lads. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um Vinnie Mallers, uh Frank Winnerstein, yep. uh Wella Haraki. So it was and a couple of Pommers you had we had as well were really good dudes as well. So it was I good fun. Have, so I thought I might as well have one more year. This is this is all right. I and mean, yeah. that's when it turned to shit. Was well, it? yeah, financial issues and visa issues and um yeah, and I was thirty five and Washed up and had strapping on knees and elbows, and it was <laughs> timed. But it made me realise I was done, and, and I'd been working hard off the field with Steve. About I knew where I was going and what I was doing, so I was more than ready. It was probably a, a blessing in disguise to play that extra year to make me realise
0: yeah, it's time to give it away. As we sit here in 2022, and you look back on a wonderful career, what's the highlight?
1: Um, highlight actually just making it. I said, I yeah, like when I got scouted from Warrnambool, I moved down. I was thinking I'm going to get a really good apprenticeship here at Hastings Deering's and play a little bit of footy. So to just make it is super yeah. cool. Um, and, and also, I, didn't, I sort of touched on Travis. There's another young bloke as well, Josh Hanne. Yeah, and we all grew up in the same street. In really? And, well, Hannon Drive, they both lived on Hannon Drive, and I lived on Clemens Street on the corner of Hannon. Wow, and Clements. so which is amazing. We all used to play footy and kick footy on the school oval across the road from my house. So, Trav was two years younger than me, and I think Josh was two or three years younger than Trav. So, yep. but there's never been another kid play first grade mm. NRL from Morumbah since. So that's something I'm yeah. really, really, really proud of. Actually, so just to actually make it. <laughs> Is there a regret? Something
0: that still can fire you up?
1: Uh, disappointing, I like to play in pre- three preliminary finals and never play in a grand yeah. finals. That's disappointing. But yeah, like I said, it, it is what it is, and there's not much you can do about
0: it. You've played. You're now a player agent. Does the draft work in rugby league? Oh, I can see why it would be good.
1: I just don't know how it works. Yeah. In terms of who who develops the players. I look at the AFL and I like it, you know, but the game develops the players. Yes. Not the clubs. You know, they're, they're, it's a little bit different you now. They have academies and you get, mm. you know, they don't go into the draft, you get to keep them. But man, Penrith, Brisbane and Cowboys, man, they're not going to want to give that up. They get smashed. They get smashed, yeah. you know. And then there's other clubs that don't want to do it anyway. you know. Yes. So I just... And I can't see the NRL wanting to do that. You know, it's just another thing they have to control, thing and they have to manage and pay for. Yeah, and pay yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So um, whilst it would be great, uh, mm. yeah. I just don't
0: think it'll work. You're a league guy, do you still love it?
1: Love it, yeah, yeah. yeah mate, it's the greatest game of all. It really is. Yeah. It's um I, I yeah, just I'm in awe of them now. It's it's mm. it's crazy. You go watch a game and people say it's not as tough as it used to be and I was sitting there, it was a game this season at at, at Skilled Stadium or Seabust, whatever they call it these days. It was the Parramatta versus Storm game when Para beat them. Yep. And it was brutal. I was sitting on in the fourth row from the front, so it wasn't far away. You'd hear their bones crunching yeah. into each other. They're running so fast and they're so agile and mm. big and powerful. And well, you couldn't pay me enough money to go. <laughs> And then you hear, look, I'm an agent. You know, People say it's a pesky, greedy agent, but look, they're finally getting paid what they deserve. Yeah. I think they deserve more, you know. Um, so it, it's good. You know, you've got the best players in the game now. If they're really smart with their money. They can set themselves up for life. Absolutely. And really that's how can. it should be, you know, for what they do. It's not even what they do at three o'clock on a Sunday. It's what they do... Day in, day mm. in. Day in, day out, week out, week out. In the club
0: and uh, in the community.
1: And, and, man, they do some great stuff off the field. We don't yeah. hear enough about that. And man, they train harder than they play. It's, mm. it's sickening. So, um, and, and there's so
0: many good people in the game. So it's good to see. 234 NRL games, 47 UK Super League games, a pair of State of Origin appearances, two-time Canberra Player of the Year and a M Fullback of the Year... Clinton Shafoski, it's been a pleasure. You, sir, are a legend.
1: Thanks, Andy. You're a good man. Thanks for
0: having me. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal, and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly WODGE drops in time for your weekend. It's full-on and the hottest podcast on the market – Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends.